0: You're listening to Ghoul's Hollow, memoirs of a PI. Listener discretion is advised. I pulled up to the manor and got out, trying to make a mental list of all the things that I needed to pack. It had rained briefly and I stepped in mud, my shoes sinking deep into the muck. I'd picked a bad day to wear sandals. I glanced down, watching the cold brown goo ooze over my toes. That's when I noticed the tire impressions. They appeared to be fresh and much larger than the tires on my car, with a much deeper tread as my tires were almost bald and needed to be replaced. I assumed they belonged to a delivery truck of some kind and scanned the front, but there were no notices and no packages. I let myself in and then got my phone so I could check the security cameras and rolled back through the video. About 20 minutes before my car had arrived, a beat up old RV made its way up the driveway, pulling over awkwardly by the stairs. Charles then got out and went up to the door, knocking. He waited several minutes, getting progressively more agitated as the seconds ticked by. He then walked around to the side of the house and up the back door, knocking and stepping to the side. He kept tilting his head and looking down like he was listening to someone talk. He was alone. Eventually, he stomped back to the RV and drove off, with my car pulling up a few moments later. Curious, I went to the back door, half expecting to see the outline of someone standing on the other side, but there was nothing. I checked the live feed of the security cameras, and the back porch was empty. "'Might as well follow this train of thought all the way to the end,' I told myself, opening the door just to check. There she was, standing at the corner and staring in the direction Charles had stormed off in. Her back was turned to me, and she didn't react as I came up behind her. "'Lucy?' I tried saying it as calmly and softly as I could so I wouldn't... scare a ghost?' As I stepped to her side, I said her name again and a little louder. Lucy? She stiffened and turned towards me, confusion washing over her face. Lucy, I've been looking for you. My voice trailed off as she vanished and left me standing alone. Again. Sighing, I headed back inside to pack. I stood over my bags, checking to be sure I'd gotten everything I may need. Being a paranormal investigator, my toolkit contained a variety of items such as temperature guns, motion sensors, flashlights, several packages of batteries in varying sizes, digital recorders, camcorders, and a spirit box. I carried so much equipment, my toolkit was actually a large suitcase and two small shoulder bags and one more digital recorder in my pocket, just in case. I finished packing my own overnight bag and loaded everything into the car. I was checking to be sure I'd locked the front door when I heard the sound of a vehicle coming up the driveway. Well, well, well. Wasn't I the popular one today, I thought, turning towards the sound. A beat-up old RV slowly made its way towards the house, parking behind my car before Charles climbed out and quickly walked up to the front steps. Diana. He said my name so directly, although he was looking at me like he was unsure if I was actually there. I smiled down at him. There was no way to avoid him now. I checked around to see if Lucy had returned with him, but she had not. I turned my gaze back to Charles and finally took a look at him. His hair was shaggy and unbrushed. He'd always kept it short when we were younger, and I was surprised he decided to grow it out. His glasses were smudged, and his clothing looked like he'd been wearing them for a few days. "'Hi, Charles. It's been so long. How are you?' He ignored the question and gestured to my packed car. "'Are you going somewhere?' "'Uh, yes. I was just about to head out, but I'm not in a hurry. What's going on?' "'I don't know. I thought maybe you could help me with a—' He stopped. Now it's seeming like he didn't know how to finish the sentence.' "'Did you want to come inside and sit down and chat?' I started to unlock the door. "'No, thank you. I don't like going in old buildings.' I locked the door back up. "'Oh, okay. Do you want to go sit around the back, then? There's a few benches.' He nodded before walking off and heading around back. I followed. By the time I caught up, he was already seated, shaking his foot impatiently. Man, he could move. I sat down across from him, waiting for him to start. He didn't, of course.' Uh, so, uh, how have you been? We haven't talked in quite a while. He looked over at me briefly, a slight smile flickering on his face before he shook his head. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? Things have been loud. Loud? I never heard anybody describe the last two decades as loud before. Of course, he didn't elaborate on that either. Loud? What do you mean loud? Charles looked down at his hands and tilted his head to the side, like he was listening. I glanced beside him, but I couldn't see anything. I don't know how to explain it. Things just get loud all the time. It started when we were in school, and it, it just never stopped. I pulled out the digital recorder from my pocket, glad I had it handy this time. I held it up. Do you mind? He shook his head. I hit record and put it on the small table between us. Okay, why don't you tell me what's going on, and we'll go from there. You know how my dad had to move into a care home when we were in school, right? I nodded. Well, he was hearing things, and it got to the point where he couldn't hear anything else except whatever was going on in his head. It all happened so fast, but also we we should have known something was happening before we did. Our whole family has always talked to themselves, so... it didn't seem odd at first, and then he started muttering to himself and getting angry at inanimate objects. It was only when we were at home at the store to start, and not all the time. We tried medication, and we'd even moved to a different house, but it still kept happening, and more frequently. And then he started wandering off. Jessica had to bring him home several times, and almost every time, she said he was standing by her back door and whispering, it's so dark, to himself over and over. Charles stopped, leaning to the side briefly. Again I looked, but there was nothing there. Sorry, uh, where was I, uh, Jessica. Yeah, he he never explained what was so dark or who he was talking to. He just was off in his own world. The wandering became so bad that we had to put him in a care home the next town over during the summer of grade 11. I think it was maybe two or so years from start to care home. I thought back on the pictures I'd seen in Lucian, and two years would have been grade nine, which is when I saw her in the pictures with Charles and his father. Charles did anything happen in grade nine that was a drastic life change or something for your dad? He sat back thinking for a moment. Yeah, come to think of it, my grandfather disappeared that year. I held up my hand. I'm sorry, what? There had been some rumors about the most senior Hawkins family member, but most people in town settled on him running off with someone else. Disappearing. That was new. Yeah, Grandpa traveled a lot for work, and it increased when his own father died. He started when my dad was a kid and was almost never home. Whenever he was, he supposedly kept himself locked in his office most of the time and barely interacted with anyone honestly i think i saw him in person maybe four or five times in my entire life and even those times were short and awkward charles paused again leaning to the side slightly his face darkened and he looked at me and whispered it's happening i glanced beside him seeing nothing again except his own shadow or was it his shadow i looked closer it definitely was his shadow but there's the very faint outline of somebody sitting next to him leaning in i looked at him charles what's happening charles got up and started pacing becoming agitated i can't i i don't i don't know i i can't think it's it's too loud the outline of the other person remained on the bench beside where he'd been seated it seemed to be getting more pronounced. It had to be Lucy. Okay. What are you hearing? What's loud? What's she saying? Charles stopped and looked at me. What? She? What do you mean? I took a deep breath. I believe you're hearing something, and I want to help you out, but I need to know what what makes you think it's a voice? You think I'm hearing voices? Do you think I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy things were escalating quickly. The outline had started taking Lucy's shape, and I could see her mouth moving, her face turned towards Charles. Charles, I don't think you're crazy. I'm trying to help, but I need more information. I looked between Lucy and Charles. The more solid she became, the more frenzied he became. Charles, do you ever see anyone at all, or do you just hear sounds? I don't see things. I told you. I'm not crazy. I hear static. It's it's just so loud. Sometimes words come through, but they don't make sense. Help. Please. So dark. I'm going to end up like my father. Why is this happening? I, I can't. He suddenly bolted, running back to his RV before I could even get up. I heard the engine start and him speed off down the drive, riding off to who knew where. I went and sat down next to Lucy, her face still turned towards the direction Charles had run off in, her lips silently moving, gold teeth flashing in the light of the setting sun. "'Well, Lucy, it seems we're in a bit of a confusing pickle, don't you think?' I said, mostly talking to myself, but still wanting to include her just in case. I reached over to turn off the digital recorder, and when I looked back, she was gone. Of course. Classic Lucy. I got up and headed back to my car— at least I'd make it to the end before nightfall. Even if just barely. Thank you for listening. Our custom sounds and music is created by Kevin Ross. Our custom photos and sound editing was done by Michael Pybus. If you'd like to reach me, please email me at ghoulshollow at gmail.com. Or find me on Facebook at Ghouls Hollow the Podcast.